0: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
1: Wait, the 49ers didn't know the overtime rules in the Super Bowl? What? Also, we get the lowdown on men's college basketball, and should the rest of the NFL copy the Chiefs' blueprint? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today.
0: Searching all major sports
1: found. It. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com lockedon locked on to get started. The San Francisco 49ers played in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I don't know if you heard, but they did not win and they did not win in overtime uh, after kicking a field goal on their first possession because Patrick Mahomes went down and did what he does. But the controversy did not end there, whether to take the ball first or second. Then it turned out some of the players didn't really know the rules. Kyle Shanahan had some vague remarks about why he did what he did. Brian Peacock from Lockdown 49ers joins me now to try and parse all of this stuff. Brian, as it was happening in real time, what did you think of the decision to take the ball first in overtime? <laughs>
0: Uh, I gotta be 100% honest. As it was happening real time, I, I wasn't thinking anything about it. It was a, a, you win the toss, you you receive the kick, which is what has happened my entire life, and yeah, I wasn't even thinking. At least about in the that. pros, I was. I wasn't thinking about a brand new rule that this was the first time it had ever come into play. It wouldn't. It didn't even cross my mind, and and then um, I realized, oh, this is a new thing, and I, I don't know which way to go. To be honest with you, I, I think my, I think the bottom line of all of it is the league did something right. They, they made a change that makes it pretty much as close to 50% as possible. Yep. I think. And the fact that a coin flip does the least amount of deciding the game of all of it. Uh, I like that a lot. Kyle Shanahan's idea that you want the ball third. If both teams score the same amount of points on their first two drives makes sense, right? You get the first shot at sudden death. If that happens. And looking at the analytics numbers, uh, ESPN had something about it. Uh, I've I've seen some other people look at it. The numbers are fine. I I don't think it really is a big deal that Kyle Shanahan chose to receive instead of kick. What I really take away from all of it is how Kyle Shanahan is wired versus how Andy Reid is wired. And Kyle Shanahan is thinking about, okay, well, if this happens and this happens, then I want to be the first one to get it next if both teams score the same amount of points because of course we're going to go down and score. And of course the chiefs are going to go down and score. And then we get the hammer then. And if we score, then the game's over and we get son of death. And, Andy he reads on the other side thinking "Oh, we're going for two. I can't wait. I can't wait to go for two on this. Yeah. Right. And, and Kyle Shaney had probably heard that and was like, Oh wow. He was going to go for two. Never dawned on me that I would even try to go for two. Of course I would just kick the extra point and then let the other team have the ball. If if they had the chance to the hammer. So um, I, that's, what's more fascinating to me. And, and um, when you think about it a little bit further, I think the, the psychology of having the ball first allows you to go slower and maybe be more willing to settle for a field goal, whereas if you know what the other team's already got, then you know what you have to do, and it probably makes you a little bit more aggressive. And for that reason, I think I would probably rather kick, and I probably wouldn't want Patrick Mahomes to have the ball last. But to be honest with you, I don't think that was the reason the 49ers did not hoist the Lombardi Trophy.
1: No, I don't either. But uh, there is, I think, been a lot of discussion now about some of the guys not knowing the rules, Shanahan not being um, upfront with his players about, it, or at least not communicating it with his players. Because you heard Chris Jones after the game say, Oh, we talked about this, that if this happened, we wanted the ball second and we were going to go for two. Like they had a plan. And to me, it does not reflect well on the preparation of a team that had an extra week to prepare, that guys not only didn't know the rule, but that the other team not only knew the rule, they had a plan for what was going to happen, and it feels like, because it worked out the way that it did, that they had the right plan.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know how much it matters if the players know why you kick or not. Yeah, Kurt Warner made this point. They still got to do their job, but it is pretty telling, and this was, Chris Jones was talking about going all the way back before the season. Like, this is something they had planned on a long time ago. And for the 49ers, as long as Kyle Shanahan knew what he was doing, had good data to back it up, and did it on purpose, then I don't have a problem if Kyle Yuszek doesn't know why Kyle Shanahan chose that. But it is another pretty telling thing that you know everybody in the organization knew on the Chiefs side. And we hope that the at least the head coach knew on the 49ers side.
1: We have also gotten a little fallout um, subsequently that Brandon Ayuk may be unhappy with how this all went down. Um his girlfriend, his brother posting some things on social media about eh, maybe not being there, some cryptic um post co- press conference words there. Could we be sitting here in six months and and some things have gone sideways going, wow, the 49ers just missed their their best chance at winning the Super Bowl for a while?
0: Yes. And I think this was their best chance. This was their best team. And, you know, Brian and I under contract. So wide receivers are just. They're, they're talking about how guys are wired wide receivers are wired a certain way and yeah. cryptic messages and wanting trades in the off season. I mean, yeah. on the territory, but he's under contract in Samuel year. just did this. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he saw that. So he's like, Hey, that worked pretty good. He got a good contract out of it. So maybe I'll try it. Uh, I think it's just post Super Bowl frustration, you know, and, and I don't know if we should look too much into it. I don't really care what players brothers have to say <laughs> on the subject. You know, they might not have every bit of the cap understood, but yeah. they probably are talking to their brother, and he he probably is upset, and he's probably upset that he only caught three balls in the Super Bowl, and they lost. Stay up to date all year on the San Francisco 49ers by subscribing to
1: Locked on Sports Today and Locked on 49ers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, we get you caught up on what to watch for at this point in the men's college basketball season. Before we get to that, the Knicks aren't happy. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Of course, you can also build some same game parlays for even bigger payouts. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. Odds on the national champion in men's college basketball have both UConn and Purdue neck and neck. FanDuel, has them at 650 each to win it all. Houston right behind them 9 to 1, then Arizona 12 to 1, Tennessee 14 to 1 and North Carolina at 16 to 1. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA and the official sports book of Locked On. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24/7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24/7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national coverage. On every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7
0: streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: The last two-minute report strikes again. The New York Knicks filed a protest with the NBA to dispute the 105-103 loss to the Houston Rockets on Monday night. They highlighted the NBA's last two-minute report and game crew chief Ed Malloy's acknowledgement that the foul call on Knicks guard Jalen Brunson against Houston's Aaron Holiday was incorrectly called. The foul was called inside the final second. Holiday made two free throws with less than a second left on the clock and intentionally missed a third to run out the clock in a 105 to 103 win. Elsewhere in the association, the Magic hosted the Thunder. This is Philip Rosenreich, the host of Locked on Magic as the Orlando Magic of the Oklahoma City Thunder, 127 to 112 or whatever it was. It was a blowout. It was, it was, it, was a, it was a rough game for the Orlando Magic. This was a game, though, where the Magic were on the national stage and very clearly on the national stage. And it was a game that had a lot of pressure built into it because that guy's getting his jersey retired as we speak. And the Magic had a lot riding on us. They wanted to show the world what they are about. and In some ways, they did. I love the way that Paolo Bancaro played. He was patient. He was trying to get others involved. Got aggressive in the third quarter when the team needed needed him to. But at the end of the day, this game also showed how far the Magic still have to go. They're not quite ready for primetime. They're not quite ready to take over the NBA. Yes, they are a playoff team. Yes, they are a good team. And this is not a game that should define or judge the Magic season. But this is also a game that the Magic dropped, where they were
2: beaten by a clearly better team. By a team that is a little further along on the process and a team that is... Competing for a championship, they just weren't ready for it. Tonight.
1: The Heat were up north to face the Bucks after their huge win against the Nuggets.
0: The Heat beat the Bucks 123 to 97. And David, I can't, I can't figure out how they always do this. No Jimmy Butler, no Terry Rozier, no Josh Richardson, no problem. This team plays one of its best games of the entire season. I realize the Bucks were on the second night of a back-to-back, but that alone does not explain what I just watched. How do they always do this? You know, I, I think it's kind of a joke uh, in, in that has become rooted in reality when it comes to this team. Like the constant preaching, the the visualization of the next man up and staying ready so that you don't have to get ready or get ready so you don't have to stay
2: ready or something along those lines. Whatever it is that Udonis has, them all. Stay ready right? so you don't have to get ready. Right, a- and
1: this team accepts it. And on the ice, the Canucks were in Chicago to face the Blackhawks. Uh, We just beat the Blackhawks, which isn't, you know, something to really brag about. But when you see that performance, again, from the third line of your Vancouver Canucks, how can you not think that your team that also is full of all-stars has a really good chance to go deep into the playoffs? I might as well get it tattooed on my head. The Vancouver Canucks had the best third line in hockey
0: is another story you need to know
1: well football season is over and that means for a lot of you it's time to pivot and maybe you haven't been as up to date on college basketball while the nfl was on and that's why we have isaac shade from locked on college basketball to help you this is an annual tradition now isaac we want to get everyone (laughs) caught up on the biggest stories in men's college basketball let's talk about syracuse no um, let's talk about what you have on your mind right now. It's still, it's still relatively, um, uh, early in the season insofar as we're not at March, we're not in conference tournament time. There's still plenty to go here as we get set for the big, the big thing that happens later this year. What are the big stories you, you have your eye on right now in men's college basketball?
2: Well, it's funny, Peter, the two things running through my brain right now are you said pivot. And so I just hear Ross Geller screaming in my head. And then you you did accurately look at the calendar and notice that it is not yet March, so I'm very proud of you. Um, beyond that, the biggest storyline right now is that this is all about Purdue and UConn and everyone else trying to figure out how to catch up to them. These two teams have very clearly and definitively separated themselves from the pack. They, In terms of the eyeball test, in terms of resume from the computer numbers, in terms of on-court skill... And growing and peaking as we go throughout the season, many will remember that UConn won the national championship last year, despite having a, a like a five losses in six games lapse in January. Ain't been nothing like that this year. They are rolling, as is Purdue. Reigning national player of the year Zach Eadie just hit his first career three pointer, and it was a thing of not beauty, but it it, it was a in. thing. It certainly it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it happened, um, but that's where we're at right now. It's these two teams. And who else can catch up to them and be number one seeds? Where would you say right now the, the, the product of men's college basketball is? Because this is something that you and I have
1: talked about a number of times the last couple of years, um, that, that some of the Blue Blood programs are just not Blue Blood programs anymore. That name, image, and likeness has changed a lot of the landscape here. So in, in terms of like, hey, yeah, this is, so far this is a really good or really middling or really bad college basketball season, where would, where would you put what's going on right now? Let me, can I, you know, Peter, I
2: always got to bring you a fun stat, right? Let me give it it to you with some numbers. Top 10 teams on the road against unranked opponents. Typically, they have a winning percentage. Like, let me give you the last year, 75% in those games. The year before, 73%. This year, Peter, updated in real time because we had three games of this nature on Tuesday night. 49.3% winning (laughs) percentage. So there have been, so far, there have been 69 games. Uh, when an AP top 10 team is on the road at an unranked opponent, they have lost 35 of those in 134. Wow. That. Okay. So then the question that I always get asked, which you can ask me if you want right now is Isaac, what's leading to that? Yeah. Isaac, so, what's leading to that? Great question, Peter. I'm so glad you asked way to follow my lead. Um, the, what's leading to that is a couple things. It really does. You said it. NIL continues to contribute as we get, the best talent in college basketball spread around the nation. Keep in mind, we've still got COVID eligibility going on one more season. So teams are getting older and staying older, meaning I can go into a team's arena. And while we've got those two teams at the top, I talked about everything from like teams 25 ish to 75, throw them in a hat and pull out whoever you want. And on any given day, something might happen. Um, You have, uh, a, a lot of teams, because of the transfer portal, still trying to figure out who are we and how do we come together. Uh, there's just all of those kinds of things, Peter, that are really um, coming into play with this. So it it for me, as somebody who loves the sport, is awesome to watch. But like I, I was in a, a training with Nick Engstadt the other day, who hosts Locked On Mavs, and he's like, right. Isaac, how do you watch this product? And it's I, it's because I love it, and I want other people. to to come in and love it as well, but but I understand that it's like these top teams aren't always pulling it off. Well, I'm the top four right now: UConn, Purdue, Houston,
1: Marquette. Not not exactly the teams that we're used to being up there now. The, the next group: North Carolina, Arizona, Kansas, Duke. Like that's that's about as blue blood as you're going to get. Let me close with this, Isaac. It's a tricky one. Is there anything in men's college basketball right now as big a storyline or potentially as big a draw as say what Caitlin Clark is doing at Iowa? <laughs>
2: not to a person like that, right? Like one of the things we thought ahead of this season is that it would be Bronny James, right? LeBron's son goes to USC. Yeah. The Trojans are picked to be top two in the Pac-12 preseason. Well, guess what? They are tied for dead last in the Pac-12, Oof. Peter. So you, you just have and, to- And Bronny's prepare. barely playing. And Bronny's, ba- so we just don't, and, and thank goodness he is playing, right? He had that, that health scare of this off season. But, but like the, some of the things we thought would materialize didn't. Kentucky who won on, on Tuesday night had just lost three straight games for the first time ever at Rupp arena. Like, and they had a massive recruiting haul. Those guys aren't doing it. Kansas. I talked about all those uh, top 10 losses on the road. They're responsible for four of them by themselves. Duke has had some losses. Carolina has had some losses like they did on Tuesday night. So a lot of the top things are not doing it. And that's why Caitlin Clark is the biggest thing in college basketball, men or women right now.
1: Stay up to date all year on men's college basketball by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On College Basketball on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, should the rest of the NFL copy the Chiefs? Or is that even possible? With killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, and their best price guaranteed, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. GameTime has plenty of last-minute tickets for your favorite team. They also make it easy to get in the gate with flash deals and zone deals. GameTime makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They've got views from all seats in the venue. They've also got the lowest price guaranteed. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Right now, new GameTime users get $20 off your first purchase with code locked on. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price guaranteed. The Chiefs have won back to back Super Bowls. You may have heard. Pretty sure they've got the blueprint for success, a blueprint every other team should copy. Locked on NFL host James Rapine looks at it if that's even possible.
2: All of that is really, really hard to accomplish. And so this idea. That, oh, well, you can trade away your best weapons. And you go after the corner. Well, what if that corner is an elite? What if Trent McDuffie was just okay? What if they, they found a, a solid corner with the 21st pick in the 2022 NFL draft and not a stud? Changes everything. And that's why it's, it's so simple until you say it out loud. And you look around and you realize Patrick Mahomes has a ton around him. It's just not what we're used to seeing.
1: Let's see. The Chiefs have the best quarterback in the league, maybe the best quarterback ever. One of the best head coaches ever, offensive schemers, play designers, game callers ever. They've got the only assistant with four Super Bowl rings in Steve Spagnolo. And they've got a Hall of Fame pass catcher in Travis Kelsey, plus defensive player of the year, perennial candidate in Chris Jones, one of the best corners in the league, Legereus Sneed. They, the blueprint is have really good coaches, a really good quarterback, and Hall of Fame caliber players around them. Yeah, agree. Good luck. And finally, Shaquille O'Neal was Orlando's first in lots of ways: first number one overall draft pick, first player to make an All Star team in a Magic uniform, first Rookie of the Year, first All NBA selection, and now he's the franchise's first number to be retired. The Magic Ray Shaq's jersey. His number thirty two. To the rafters. Shaq was, as you can imagine, extremely grateful. He said, You know, there's an old saying never forget where you came from, and my professional career started here. I've been living here mostly all my life. The fans have been hospitable. The people have been very, very hospitable. I never thought this day would happen. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports today, here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, what's the word on Justin Fields in Chicago? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On
0: Sports today.